Hello, this is Daniel Mounter from the podcast Englishman in Montreal. I'm back with you with episode 12 of season 6, in which I'm looking at the strange world of work that I've experienced. This uh, is the final episode in season 6, where I describe working for an EB-run company. I'd like to apologize also at this point. Um, if you're noticing any signs of fatigue in my voice, or perhaps there's a bit of uh, monotony setting in, it's not intentional, but the nature of when I record my podcasts and the time I have for each is a little bit dictated by my schedule. And as a result, what I have been doing is recording a batch. In this season particularly, I recorded a total of eight episodes which are going to be scheduled and uploaded at specific times of the week. That's in addition to any that I might add which are journalistic podcasts but which will be more randomly inserted throughout the week. So I'd like to apologize in advance for that. Uh, if my voice is starting to trail off, um, this is the final episode in season six. If you've been with me thus far, I'm very thankful, and thankful too for all the feedback that you continue to provide. It can only help to improve, and I promise to at least consider it, even if it can't be implemented at this stage. So in the previous episode, I've been talking about my last job working for an EB-run firm, which was based on a farm, albeit a rented farm. and how it also, um, at the end of the episode, I marked how it also mentioned a transition that was going on in my private life. There were some quite significant developments in EB system run businesses during the last two years I worked for this company. And that was an explosion in the adoption of technology. As the new leader who started in 2002, 2001, I can't even be sure at this point, had introduced a whole bunch of relaxations of the rule or potential workarounds for EBs who were losing money in business daily because of their lack of technology. And while that might seem outwardly a very generous move or a progressive move, it's not difficult to to extrapolate that and to interpret it as a shrewd business decision for the leader of the EB who would stand to make a lot of money from his assistance schemes. And um, as this explosion went on in technology amongst the EB, a central organization was set up both in the UK and in Australia and in several other countries eventually, which were set up to provide computers to EB-run businesses. And later on, this expanded to include uh, mobile phones and digital cameras, all of which had limitations um, on the software installed and conditions of use and were technically not owned by the person using them, but were still property 
of the central authority despite being paid for in full. Um, the limitations extended from limiting the computer software to only having Word and Excel installed so that the word processing and accounting programs could be used, all the way to having all emails filtered and subjected to a lot of investigation and surveillance by the central authority. The same with mobile phones which were issued with restricted SIM cards and um, also digital cameras which were exorbitantly expensive from the central firm and conditional to only be used in the workplace to supposedly ensure that uh, the technology didn't lead EB followers astray. Now in my private life I'd adopted a lot of technology much earlier in defiance of the EB restrictions um, including my next door neighbor in Peterborough helping me set up a word processing computer and then when I was in Stanford later a laptop and a home-built desktop computer when the EB started adopting all this new technology they already knew about these incidences I'd done of going on ahead of them as I'd been obliged to publicly repent of obtaining them and keeping them secret. As a result of that a lot of the EB followers, business owners especially, turned to me for advice on setting up Microsoft Outlook and Office and how to run computers, how to accessorize them without offending the central organization and the the central organization the office assisting program they also set up training for basic programs like word and excel and my then current employer sent me to one of these training sessions i was really disenchanted by a couple of things to discover that the um the association was making a huge profit on so-called training which was actually free and included with all Microsoft Office programs at the time or you could readily have pulled off the internet not only this but they um, they were charging exorbitant amounts for transcripts of previous business seminars with the leader of the EB and his his cohort so to speak and time management manuals which had been ripped off from cheaply available self-help books to the point of actually copying whole chapters. So I was very disenchanted to go to this training and discover this is what was being offered and being charged to my employer as well. Not to mention that there were a few people there who had through virtue of their superiority in the EB system they had fully unlocked laptops and were looking at um, meme-like videos which hadn't yet gone into the um, the field of becoming memes but were just humorous things no relation to work at all and this um, this disconnect between the influential EB and the basic followers was something which greatly annoyed me by and large though the U-turn on the um, technology 
that took place while I was in that last job really held um, some advantages for me. For example, the um, the employer installed a couple of computers which were used for um, mostly for emailing our customers pictures of implements and tractors and also for receiving orders for doing the general accounting and I was tasked with showing their other employees all EB followers how to use the computers safely and not only this but I was charged with taking pictures for the promotional literature and for each new item that came in as soon as it was clean or refurbished I would be tasked to be the official photographer and these um, these developments showed that I could still evolve within a role and find new ways to make myself useful to a company the downside I guess of working for an EB run company when I was going through a process of um, slowly divorcing myself from the entire system and isolating myself from the followers was that I would be often I would feel often under pressure so I would take my lunch break or even the time before work before anyone arrived to get out and enjoy walks in the countryside and enjoy the the entire location which I've already mentioned in the previous episode I used to enjoy doing lots of things like taking my own camera I also started um, trapping the wild rabbits which were fed entirely on biological products because they only fed in the field margins they didn't have any access to treated crops as the farm contractors never applied any pesticides or fertilizer so I used to trap anything up to 10 rabbits per night and go to to harvest them so to speak the next morning before work it um, these little pursuits uh, like getting out in the countryside and enjoying it helped me deal with the sadness and the ostracism from the other EB followers and it balanced it because it balanced freedom against what to my mind was oppression um, the final straw really came in terms of my employment with them when due to having married an outsider and made plans to move to Canada the exclusive brethren system decided to excommunicate me and my employer was obliged to tell me that they they would continue to employ me but it would be difficult to keep me in the same office as the EB followers especially the younger ones which they didn't want me influencing so they told me I must start looking for a new job before I left the country and sold my house they did provide a substantial payout to help me pay my mortgage which was in the form of continuing my pay while my house was on the market but it unfortunately wasn't enough and that led me to have to try to find employment in the middle of a housing market and an economic crash which was the financial crisis of 2008 so the um, the extremes of positive and negative working in that company 
somewhat cancelled themselves out. And I think in a way I was very lucky to have such an easier transition into the outside world. Although I was thrown in the deep end in terms of finding real work with non-EB companies simply through not having the tools. They were denied to me through my entire upbringing in the EB system ever since I had the work experience through school. So my transition into the real world of work, as I like to call it, is going to feature in the second half of season six. I'd like to take this opportunity actually to mention to any of my listeners and all of my listeners that if you have any questions about any of the previous episodes, please do feel free to shoot a message on here or any other media you have to contact me and make a suggestion. I can always add in another episode. It's not difficult. And I'm not a believer in superstitions, so an episode 13 of part one of season six would not be beyond the bounds of possibility. But whichever way you choose, and if you choose, I'm always grateful for the feedback. This season is going to continue in the second part once the series here has run out, which will be about my transition into later and very different types of work outside of the EB system. This has been Daniel Mounter from the podcast Englishman in Montreal. Thank you for listening.